I am dealing with is a listener-supported podcast. We at I Dealing With appreciate your listening support. If you are finding great value from this content, please consider clicking our monthly supporter link as we are striving to bring you the best content available both now and in the future. If you happen to be interested in collaborating together, have a topic or idea that needs to be discussed, feel free to reach out to us at I'm dealing with at gmail.com. We will respond to you within 24 hours. I'm dealing with wants to make sure that you are provided the best response time, suggestion requests, and customer service. We also want you to know that your privacy, comments, and concerns are important to us. Thank you in advance, your host, and I'm dealing with. have reached i'm dealing with i'm sean your host this is the i'm dealing with podcast you know i'm very excited about what has been happening and what uh, people have been listening to the podcast and getting much insight uh some have been laughing about it um getting great pleasure into looking in uh into a man's life and how that works and then of course some of the stories that have been told especially on the curb episode and the discovery episode and shh, don't tell nobody the other ep- that episode all those are great episodes so if you're listening to this podcast for the first time i would say go back and start with the discovery then move into the um shh, don't tell nobody and then after that, the curb. OK, so I would follow that regime and at least be able to look, uh, listen to those because it kind of takes us to where we are going now. And in this episode of I'm dealing with this is episode number five, episode number five. This episode is called The Day She Left. The Day She Left. All right. And uh you know, some people are like, what do you mean uh, the day she left? Man, somebody walk out on you, you know, you know, we're going to get right into that. Because in every instance, it's not always a person that left. Sometimes things leave. Your finances leave. Your job leaves. Sometimes it's your child that leaves. Sometimes your car breaks down, catches on fire, uh, gets repossessed, gets stolen. And for men, it's very rare that a man gives his car a name and it's a male. Usually it's a she. So in this episode, I talk about the day she left. Stay tuned and we'll find out who she is. Welcome back. So who was she? Who was she? In the last episode entitled The Curb, I talked about things that I I was kind of interested in. And for many men, sometimes that golfing is a thing to us. 
Baseball, basketball, football is a thing to us. Sometimes that big screen television is a thing to us. The sound system is a thing to us, whether it be in the car or at the home is a thing. It might be that keyboard, that drum set, those precious microphones, that nice mixer uh, are things to us. It could be the job is a thing to us. Uh, the rims on our car are a thing to us. Um, the girlfriend, uh, the wife, the child, the relationship are things to us. Our clothing are things to us. Shoes could be a thing to men, you know, and it's amazing how sometimes uh, things have a tendency to leave us. Things have a tendency to leave. And as you know, in the climate that we're in, there's a lot of things that have left us. <laughs> Plenty of jobs. Uh, many people have been laid off, fired, let go. Jobs have closed down. And we know in this environment right now, there are many jobs that are not coming back. There are many businesses that are not going to reopen and not relaunch when this whole COVID environment is over with. Needless to say, our lifestyle is going to completely change. The way we live, um, the way we do business, conduct business, the way we shop is going to change. I mean, if you think of it now, um, I heard an exec saying one of the news broadcasts I was watching. And uh, this not it was just wasn't just one exec. It was several that are over major department stores. And their biggest concern is when they come back, when COVID is over, when this coronavirus is over with, and we try to basically um, reopen our lives, you know, start over, start again. You know, some people think that it's going to go back to what it was, and it's really not. So these execs have said, what's going to happen with them and their businesses? They're saying that what their concern is the simple fact that when we as a population decide to try to go back to our you know some type of normalcy we're not going straight to the department store to go hey I need a new suit I need some more clothes I need to catch up on the latest trends the latest fashion the latest such and such and and I need to go get these new Jeezys and I go get these new airs I need to go get these new whatever that is these new red bottoms because predominantly most people are going to focus in on the necessities of life. Not the things they just want, but the necessities. And because of that, many stores that cater to the wants in life, not necessarily the necessities, are going to suffer. And if you think about that, that is across the board. I mean, man, if you... Um, just I mean, think about it like a, like a Bloomingdale's or something like that. You know, like a Macy's, a Nordstrom. Uh, you know, I've even heard uh, Cheesecake Factory. I mean, they've decided not to even pay their rent. As many of the population has, they said a third of the population right now has not paid April's rent at all, and won't. So what does that say? Come May. So it said in um, March, 
about 80% of the population paid their rent. Now we're down to like 60%. You know, I think it was like 73, you know, something like that. But basically a third of the population has not paid their rent. And as the time goes, it's going to keep on changing. So we're losing men. We are losing many things that you hold dear. And it's, uh, there is an, there's an effect that goes along with that. And how it affects you um, affects each person differently. You know, for somebody who's used to going and going and going and going and going all day long, they're at the beach, they're going to this function, this function over here, they, this grand opening, and they're used to running for them to stay home. Oh, it's killing them. For others who, you know, I may go out every now and then, but now I have to stay home. It's no big deal. For those who live on the very small things in life, only live on the the necessities of life, not necessarily all the big things, it's not really hurting them at, too much at all. But as you can see, you know, depending upon where you're at, and, and this is not do, uh, due to any type of demographic. This is it's not about a demographic. It's not about a race thing. It's not about a uh, a poor or rich or middle class thing. This is just across the board. You know, for some people, it is affecting them in a great way. And then for others, not so bad. And then for some, depending upon what their upbringing or background was or what they've already been through in life, for them, this is no big thing because they've been here before. So the day she left happens almost every day. If not every day, at least once a week. If not once a week, once a month. Every couple months. Or even every year. Or every couple years. So when she leaves, I want you to put something on that she, men. Whoever that she is, whatever that she is to you. With time, she leaves. For me, I will talk about the she, and you'll understand exactly where I'm going if, in fact, you've already tuned in to the previous broadcasts. She, for me, was around, I would say, 1994, moving into 1995. So in the year 1995, I was having a birthday. It was January 30th. I was having a birthday and um I was living a um the single life. And if we were all to be truthful, there's a time and date where each one of us men were living that single life. Whatever that single life is to you. Doesn't matter if you were going to concerts, car club, hanging out with your boys. Maybe you had a revolving door. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. But I was living that single life, enjoying myself, being my age. 
And during this time, um, I had, uh, I, I didn't owe anybody. I had a, a car that I, um, I had no payment on. It was paid for, you know, I was putting new rims and tires and a new stereo system in it. Seems like every 30 days, um, there was always something different, you know, because again, I was single, had no obligations, but I did, however, at this time have a girlfriend and I remember this day so um, discreetly in my mind, very, very vivid, very vivid. And this particular day, I was, again, I'm still at home living with my parents. And I had been on my job for, I believe by this time, I would say about five, six years. And um, total, I had been with that job over 14 years, but at this time I was right, five, six years. I think I was hitting the fifth. Uh, yeah, I was hitting the fifth year. No, the sixth year. So this particular day um, was the 30th, I believe. No, no, I'm sorry. This day was the 29th of January. And I was being taken out because my birthday was going to fall on a Sunday. Okay. So my birthday was falling on a Sunday, but my girlfriend wanted to take me out on Saturday. And man, I'm just living a good life. You know, my girlfriend's going to come by. We're probably going to go do some things and she's going to take me out to dinner or whatever that is. I had no idea what she had planned. No idea. What I did know was she was coming by to pick me up. I was hopping in her car. And wherever we're going to end up was where we're going to end up, you know. So I had nothing to do with it. I was just going for the ride. So when it just so happened, I was outside. I was already dressed, already showered, ready to go. And um, the phone rang. And I'm like, man, you know. And by about the time the phone began ringing, because let me trace back now for those of you that that know uh, I'm not talking about a cell phone okay this was way before cell phones you know for the most part I mean yeah you had the drug dealer phones you know the bricks you know the old big old Motorola you know or the car phone but this is way before having something in your pocket this is during the time when you were doing good to have a beeper you know you know or pay you know by page mark or page net or one of those different things so the phone went off and because the phone we had, this was, you know, anybody who was anybody back in the day at least had a phone in the garage, right? So my parents had a phone in the garage slash my dad had a phone in the garage. And believe it or not, this phone was not even a push button phone. It wasn't, you know, where you push the buttons. This one had the dial on it where you, where you, you know, stuck your finger in the hole and you turned it. Tick, 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 tick. You hit the two, you tick, 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 you hit the three, tick, 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 you know, that type of deal. So you had to dial that type of phone. That puppy was green. <laughs> you know, right? Who has a green phone? But that's the way it was in the 70s, okay? So we still had this green phone sitting on the wall. So the phone started ringing. And again, this is landline, ladies and gentlemen, landline. Okay. So the phone's ringing. And as the phone's ringing, I noticed that my girlfriend was pulling up in the driveway, you know. 
So I really wasn't worried about the phone ringing too much because I knew we had an answer machine. And again, we had an answer machine, not voicemail, not, uh, you know, some automated something. You had an answering machine and this during the time when it was tape. This is before it was digital machine that was connected to your phone. This was a tape, you know, where sometimes the tape would get, uh, flop over for those of you that remember cassette tapes. I know the generation is different. Some people are like, what's a cassette tape? They don't even know what an eight track is, let alone a, a, a phono player from back in the day. That, you know, neither, neither here nor there. So this is what the, um, the answer machine, he still had the tape in it. And I really wasn't worried about it because I knew if I didn't get it, um, the answer machine would pick it up, you know, and then I could listen to it or whatever when I came back home because most likely it wasn't for me anyway. But my girlfriend got out the car and I said, hey, how are you doing? She's like, hey, you ready? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go, you know. So the phone's ringing and I was about to close the garage, you know. And she said, aren't you going to answer the phone? I'm like, well, I wasn't planning on it. I was just about to leave. She's like, well, just, why don't you answer the phone? So I answered the phone. So I'm like, hello. And I hear this voice on the other line. Sean? I'm like, yeah, who's this? You know, this is so-and-so. And I'm like, who? This is so-and-so. I'm like, and I realized who it was. So, um, this person, you know, happened to be a, a, a previous. Okay. So I'm just going to leave it right there. A previous fellas. Y'all hear me a previous, not necessarily even an X, a previous. Okay. Because we all have these little acronyms and names that we use for, um, whatever that was. I mean, again, a previous, and I'm like, oh, hey, how are you doing? How's everything? You know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So she begins to say I'm doing well, you know, and and I said, you know what? By the way, the last time I talked to you, I thought you were headed in the military. Well, you know, and she says, you know, well, it didn't work out. You know, I didn't didn't end up doing it. You know, I decided to stay here. And, I, and I'm saying, all right, no problem. You know, that I think uh, that's cool, you know, um, you know, and I'm like, well, I got to get out of here and what have you. Uh, my girlfriend's, you know, here, going to take me out, you know, for my birthday, blah, 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 blah. And again, I, this, what you're hearing, this is who I am. I, I, I had nothing to hide. I wasn't doing anything, you know, so um, I was just very forthright, you know, so. So she says, well, uh, uh, um. Okay, well, have a good time and, you know, enjoy your birthday. I said, oh, okay, well, you too. And she says, all right, bye. And I'm like, all right, well, bye. And as I'm getting ready to hang up, I hear this, hello, hello, wait, 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 wait. And I'm like, what? I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, I should have hung up the phone, right? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hang up. So I said, Oh, did you want to say something? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick for you leave. I got to tell you something. I said, okay. Now, mind you, I'm on the phone in the garage. The garage door is up. My girlfriend is standing outside of the garage. And I could honestly say, I don't think she was necessarily looking at me. As opposed to, you know, 
you know, looking at traffic as it was coming around the street and all that kind of stuff because she kind of had her back turned and whatever. And again, our phone was on the wall over this workspace that my father used. So I was kind of facing the wall. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but I was like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, hello, you know, what's up, you know, like, yeah, hi, hi, you know, what you want? Uh, honestly, that's what I was really doing, because I'm thinking to myself, you know, but still, I mean, what you want, you know? <clears throat> so she said, well, there's something I got to tell you. I said, what? She says, uh, I just had a baby. And in my mind, in my mind, because I had my sister who was younger than me, you know, again, I'm a, I'm an adult male. I'm a man. But because I also have a mother who was very instrumental in raising me, we were very aware of different things that how women act, acted, should I say, when women had babies. You know, there's questions you, you just asked. So because... Um, you know, of my mother and of course my sister, you know, there's different things that, you know, people ask. So of course my thing was, Oh really? I'm like, going, Oh man. Wow. You know? Um, so is that why you didn't go to the military? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was pregnant and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh man. I said, she goes, yeah. So I had a baby. I said, so would you have, Oh, I had a boy. I said, oh, cool. So the next thing I went into, I went into as if I was my mom or my sister. And I said, really? I'm like, so uh, how heavy was he? What was his weight? How long was he? You know, and it, you know, what was it? Uh, is he healthy? Da, 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 da. So I'm just, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, so she, I'm getting all this information. I'm like, that's, that's good. I said, I'm so happy for you. You know, all that kind of stuff. I said, so would you end up naming him? Y'all know exactly where I'm going with this. And I'm like, what you naming? She goes, oh, I haven't named him yet. You know, I'm going to leave that up to his dad. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, that's that's cool. And I said, so when was he born? And she goes, yesterday. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, that ain't no big deal. I get it. So she said, uh, I said, well, I said, well, you take care of that, that son and congratulations. You know, wish you the best, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, there's something else. I said, yeah, what's that? She goes, by the way, it's yours talking about a mic drop moment talking about a bombshell and I'm like what and then by this time I mean really at this point I'm up on the phone like excuse me wait wait wait, wait. what excuse me what, what are you talking about no seriously I, I don't have time to be playing I mean what you talking about I mean I ain't seen you in at least nine ten months what, what you talking about that's where I was literally literally and I'm like, there's no way in hockey sticks that this this child. So while I'm dealing with that, I kind of turned and looked at the front of the garage where it's open. And I'm going, I don't need this right now. I'm doing good. I'm in a decent relationship. And I'm going to get hit with this bomb right now. And I tell you, it 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 took the wind out of my sails. Now, for some people, it wouldn't bother them. Oh, it's no big deal, you know. I just deal with it, handle it, da 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 da. But for me, 
it took the wind out of myself because again, if you look, if you listen to some of the recent podcasts, you would kind of get an understanding of uh, the temperature of my family with both my mother and my father and how I was raised diehard Christian family. I mean, it's what we were and what we are right. You know, raised in a Pentecostal apostolic, whatever background, that's what we are. You know, we're raised in that, in that climate. That's just what that is. And one thing you don't do, you do not. Number one, have a child out of wedlock. Number one, let alone, you shouldn't be doing anything prior to marriage. That is our upbringing. That's what we're taught from day one. So, and if you can imagine now the, uh, uh, the, the shame, the ridicule, the, uh, oh my God, I mean, how are you going to face the world after this? I mean, this, I'm thinking this, and I ain't said that to nobody yet, and I don't even know all the facts, but I'm thinking this at this moment. So also during this moment, I'm thinking to myself, how do I tell her? And then this her is dealing with my girlfriend at the time. What do I do? How, how do I say what I need to say? Or do I just keep quiet? And, ah, you know, I'll keep it. I'll push it under the covers. I won't say anything to anybody. Uh, let's just, I'm just going to go have a good time with her and what have you. Or whatever that is. So I has, I had a, a few decisions that I needed to make. So I finally get off the phone, you know, after getting some information from her. <clears throat> and after getting off the phone, I looked over at my girlfriend and I'm like, um, and here's what I said. We need to do this some other time. Now, if there's a woman on the phone uh, on, excuse me, on this podcast as listening because of their man or they just want to understand or maybe you just want to hear the stories. I don't know. But the woman right now, you're probably thinking to yourself, no, he didn't. Well, honestly, yes, I did. I did. I said, you know what? We need to reschedule. That's what I said. And then the ne then the next thing question I had that was, excuse me, that was a, uh, given to me was, well, well, why? Why do we need to reschedule? And I said, I have something to do with I just got some news that I'm not happy about, and I need to go check it out. I'll talk to you about it later. I don't get it. I plan, blah, blah. I, I get it. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. But we need to reschedule this. This is very important. This could be very detrimental. And I need to go handle this. And that's what I say. Exactly the words I say. And I tell you, Man, that did not go well at all. Just that alone. So, as she begins to back out of the driveway and pull away, you know, and by this time she was kind of crying. You know, that was, I was, man, that's one thing. I can't stand when a woman cries. Oh, my God. That's kryptonite to me. Okay, that that's, I can't, I, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. That is kryptonite to me. I can't stand when a woman cries. That just breaks my heart. I just go, oh, my God. Now, look, it just closes. Okay. Moving right along. So she's backing out. I already know she's crying, and Gary pulled off. Now, see, if that happened during today's time, 
you know, I'm just going to say if her name was like Kelly, I'll just, I'll just use that name. If her name was Kelly, she would be on her cell phone, girl, you know, texting on social media, just went on my man's house. I had planned this for him and did this for him and such and such. And then now all of a sudden I'm getting kicked to the curb. I'm getting pushed to the side. Told me that I need to come back and we need to reschedule. Y'all, what y'all think? What do you think he doing? You know, see, that's what would have happened if it was during today's time. But then there was no cell phones, you know, to be able to text and whatever. You know, matter of fact, during those times, um, we were the smartphone. We actually could memorize off the top of our heads names, addresses, and phone numbers and know at least 30 of them off the top of our head. Jesse, oh, you live at 6102 45th Street down in such and such. His phone number is da 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 da. Lives off the st- between the street of da da da. Nowadays, some people are re- good, doing good to, uh, to know their own phone number. You know, it's just crazy. <coughs> but the reality of it is, is that day kind of, that day hurt. That day really hurt. So again, they're leaving and I'm like, okay, so now what? I need to handle this. But I'm just going to be honest with you. I was in no condition to drive. And for those, um, you men who are drivers, I mean, you give me a decent car, something that runs great. Give me a duffel bag or some luggage. I'll drive to the end of the earth. And I enjoy driving. I enjoy driving, you know, um, I hate riding with somebody who can't drive. I, I just hate it. You know, you know, they're speeding up, slowing down, speeding up, slowing down. But then there's an open lane next to them. They don't want to drive. I mean, I, I hate riding with people who can't drive, but I enjoy driving. I enjoy it. Love it. But in this case, I could not drive. I mean, literally my mind at that age was all over the place. I was worried about the repercussions. I was worried about what was going to be said. I was worried about how I was going to be seen. I was worried about how this is going to affect my family. Now, many people listening right now be like, ah, you shouldn't worry about it. It's no big deal. Things happen. Well, I tell you what, if you came back in my time, not everything just happened and it was okay. That's just, so I get to the location. So actually before that, let me back that. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, so I need to get to this location. How am I going to do it? So I call my two best friends. I actually have three, but the other one wasn't in town. So I call my two best friends and um, those, and matter of fact, I'll give them a shout out right now because um, they're still my dudes to this day. Um, one is Will Bowen. And I know he's out in Texas right now doing his thing. Shout out to you, Will. And then my boy of boys, Kenny Henderson, still my dude till this day. So if you have a Keenan Henderson in your life for the for men, for the, those of you men who if you know this dude, we you know, we both out of San Diego together as well as Will. We lived in the same neighborhood. I mean, we went to junior high, high school together. I mean, that's my dude supported me in everything. But, you know, he was also the same one that would kick me in behind when I wasn't doing right, you know, because I did the same thing to him. And we all need these type of people. The other guy. um, who right now currently in Indiana is my boy Cedric. 
Cedric, shout out to you, Cedric Bryant. That's my that's my that dude six foot eight. He reminds you of Charles Barkley. I mean literally, Charles Barkley. He's six foot eight, I think six foot eight and a half, something like that. You know, he was in the ball right now, but he's doing his thing out there, um, barbecuing. That's my boy. Okay, so anyway, moving right along. So I called now both Will and Keen. I said, dude. And of course, there was no cell phone, so I had to go in the house. <laughs> no, uh in the house. Uh, because at that time I was actually nobody was home at the house, so it was cool. I went in the house and I called uh, I think I called Will first. I said, Hey, I need you to come down. Okay, so I'm gonna talk to you like how I was speaking then so you can understand where I'm at where I'm at, right? So I said, Will, hey, I need you to come down to the pad real quick. Okay, so if you don't know what the pad means, that means the house. Okay pad house okay so i said hey i need you to come down to the pad real quick he's like what's going on i said man bro i just got some news and i need y'all i need you to take me somewhere he's like what i said i need you man please come to the pad he's like bet i'm on my way so i hung up the phone with him and then i called keenan i said keenan where are you at he goes i'm at he goes i'm at the crib okay crib pad mean the same thing you know that those are just terminologies for the house for your apartment so he said, I'm at the crib. I said, I need you to come through. He's like, what? I said, man, I just got some news and I need to go to the hospital. He's like, what? I'm like, he goes, you okay? I said, boy, I need, I just need, all right, boy. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, boy. Okay, that's my friend. But if you ever met him, <laughs> yeah, boy. All right, boy. All right, that's my boy. Okay. So anyway, so they both show up at about the same time. I mean, literally, from the time I hung up, they were home. They were at my house. In about five minutes, six minutes max. And they pull up and they're like, What's going on? I said, I'll tell you in the car. I said, Who's driving? Will said, I'll drive. So we hopped in Will's car. And um and I began telling him what just happened in the garage, the conversation with the young lady and and they're like, Dang. So of course they both say to me, what is mom going to say? So for in our family, with our friends, uh, especially, and I mean, whether they're friends, close acquaintances or whatever, my parents always adopted our friends. And what I mean by that was, even though some people or associates, some friends may have called, you know, my parents, Mr. or Mrs. so-and-so, that I'm, I'm sorry, that's how we were raised. I know this current generation don't say Mr. and Mrs. They don't have that respect like they should, but we were taught you said Mr., Ms., or Mrs., and then you said their last night name. You didn't even say Mr. John. Nope. If his last name was Bustamante, you said Mr. Bustamante. You know, you didn't say Miss Kelly. You said Mrs. whatever her, or Ms. whatever her last name is. That's just how you were taught. So, but my but my real close friends, I mean my close friends who are like blood, and my parents treated them like blood. They called them by their first name. They would call them son or daughter. But then my friends also called them mom and dad. And when you have people in your life who are so close to your mom and dad that your mom and dad becomes mom and dad to them 
it speaks volumes. So my friends are asking me, so what do you think mom's going to say? Interesting, they didn't say nothing about dad. What do you think mom's going to say? I said, I don't know. They're like, whew, man, because when, when mom finds out, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't need to deal with that right now. I just need to find out what the, what the deal is. So I get to the hospital because that was where we were heading. I was heading to the hospital because this individual was still in the hospital. So I get to the hospital, talk to the individual. They're in one room. And I'm not going to lie, I'm hot. I mean, literally, I mean, I am hot because you've had all this time to say something. And you've chosen to say nothing. No phone call, nothing. This is even before email. You said nothing. So, yeah, I'm hot. You know, I live it hot. Um, so I have the conversation, you know, but I, I tone it down because her mom is there. And I said to the person's mom, how are you doing, Mrs. So-and-so, you know. And then I began asking them, you know, how did, what's going on? How, how long have you known? How, you know, how come... You know, and um, I'm not going to lie. It, everything was just kind of shady. It, it was just shady. It's just what it is. And then as hot as I was, you know, let's just be truthful, men, men. And I'm talking to you, men. When you're really real and truthful with yourself, you can actually look and think to yourself. You say, you know what? When you look over your life. You can honestly say you didn't do everything right. Not with this chick, the last chick, the chick before that, the other lady. When you're really truthful, we, we, we didn't always do everything right. We didn't always make the right decisions. We didn't always come through on our promises. Many times we said things to uh, get what we want out of the person, but then we do some stuff. Only you know what that stuff is. We do some stuff. So after the conversation and what have you, I ask, where is the young lad? Where is the boy? So I go in to where the babies were kept. They led me to this young boy, this young lad. They allow me to put on the the uniform that needs to be put on, the gloves, the mask. And uh, they show me this newborn baby inside the bassinet area where all the newborns are kept. Say, you know, here he is. So I'm in this glass room with many, 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 many babies. And I look down at this young lad. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Seriously, that's my response. Hmm. 
And then I turn around and, you know, I'm not going to lie. I actually, you know, forgot that there's glass windows that lead you that you can see from the outside. And, and in the glass window, when I look through the glass window behind me, I see both of my boys, both Keenan and Will, looking at me, just kind of smiling and whatever. So I decide to pick up the newborn and hold him up to the window. And I said, and I'm pointing to them. And I'm like, what do you think? And Will says, I, I can, you know, I see him pointing. He's like, man, that's bro. That's, you know, we didn't use bro then, but you know, but it's like, you know, it's like saying, bro, that's you. That's, so then I look, I'm looking at Keenan and Keenan puts his hand, his head over his, you know, his hand over his head and he kind of shakes his head, puts his head down. He's like, he just, and he puts his head down, you know, he's smiling, but he was just like, oh man, as if to say, bro, it's a wrap. So I held the baby a little bit longer, you know, I smiled at him. And um, it, was a, it was a moment. It was a real moment. It was a very surreal moment. And in that moment, I began to think over my life. I really did. I really thought over my life. Think about all the good things you've done, all the drama you've created, all the people you've hurt, maybe even the people that have hurt, that have hurt you, which have caused you to hurt others. And I'm like, wow. And today I'm a father out of nowhere. Unexpectedly, I'm not prepared for it. You know, as far as I knew, I was a single dude. And now I've got somebody that relies on me. I'm like, dang. So I put the baby back in the bassinet. I come out, I take, as I go through the cleaning room, I take the, the uniform off and uh, step out of it because it's basically a zip up or whatever and I come out of the room and I go back into the hallway and my boys are like congratulations man oh my god congratulations man I love you man what you gonna name him what are you gonna you know what are you gonna call him what are you gonna name him is he gonna get a nickname so my boys are like yeah we're now uncles now oh man because my friend Will he already has children my friend Keenan has a son and I'm childless until that day this day I get handed a blow that I'll never forget and on this day was the day that I had to face my mom mm. I had to face my mom so I go to the hallway and as I'm talking to my my boys my uh, boy said to me um, so now what are you going to do what you going to do man you know and, and if I can be Keenan real quick Keenan's probably going to last when he listens to the podcast but I don't care that's my boy he says to me hey boy so what you going to do boy you know what I'm saying I mean you know you're going you to have to you have to say something you know what I'm saying boy you know you're going to have to say something man you know what I'm saying boy you know you're going to have to face it I mean, what you gonna do? 
she's just gonna get mad. I mean, you know, you know my boy, and one of his favorite terms with is this. Boy, you know what I'm saying? Just let your nuts hang. Yeah, boy. Just let your nuts hang. It's just what it is. I'll never forget that moment. So I went to the payphone. And again, if you don't know what a payphone is, oh, you put money in it and you dial your number. And a lot of times you only get like five or ten minutes, whatever that is, depending upon how much change you put in. And I call home. Nobody answered for a little bit, and then my sister answered. And I said, hey, sis. I said, what you oh, we just got home. I said, okay, who all's there? She was myself, auntie, and cousin, and mom. I said, all right. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to bring mom to this place. She's like, well, what's going on? Why, why, why are you at the hospital? I said, I'm fine. I don't want to go into it right now. I don't want you to talk about it. I, that's why I don't want to say anything, but I need you to bring mom to this place, to the hospital. Well, you know how mom is. You know she wants to ask questions. And I said, but I need you to get her in the car and bring her here now. So, my sister and my cousin were in the driver's seat, and my mother and my aunt were in the back seat. Y'all understand what this is going right? <laughs> man, oh man. It's one thing to deal with one person when it's just you and them, it's another thing to deal with a person. When they got their A-man crew, when they got their cheerleaders with them, riding, riding with them. Yeah, so they showed up. They showed up, and I was in the hallway. And, and uh, my mom and my aunt, my sister and my cousin, they show up. And I say, hey, mom, I need to talk to you. Can I talk to you real quick? My aunt's trying to be close to my mom. I said, nah, I just need to talk to my mom. I just... Mom, I need to tell you something. She said, what? Are you okay? Wait, wait, wait. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, Mom. Well, why are you here? Why are we here? You got me scared. Sean, I don't understand. You got me so scared. I, I don't know what to think on the way here. I don't know if you're an amputee. I don't know if you're on your last leg, if you had a heart attack. I don't know what's going on. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, this is what I'm going through. And I'm just, Mom, I am fine. But there's something I need to tell you. She's like, well, well, what is it? I mean, is it this? Is it? I mean, and I'm like, wait, relax. The thing, mom, I need to tell you, I just found out. I have a son. And I mean, what, what's going on? And, and, then, and then she's like, wait, wait, excuse me? Wait, there is no way. No, no, no. There's how? how? Like, you don't know how. I mean, come on, people. For those of you listening, man, you, you know, like, we don't know how children get here, right? You know, you just don't snap your fingers and make a wish, and all of a sudden, bam, they're here, right? You know, abracadabra, boom, this is how it happened. Well, how? She keeps asking, well, how? I'm like, look, I just found out. Have you been hiding stuff? I mean, oh, my God. 
it was rough. Needless to say, it was a rough, it was a rough conversation. To make that long story short, with all the details, bypassing all the details, yes, you know, she went and had a conversation. She kind of wanted to stay away to a point. My mother was so livid, disappointed, upset, angry, disappointed in her son. Son let her down and what have you. Um, it was rough. And then my boys took me, you know, when it was time for to leave, you know, my boys took me back home. And, of course, my mother, my aunt, you know, my sister, my cousin, they left way before I did. Because they didn't stay that long. And for me, that was one of the hardest times of my life. Why? Because to me, my mom, my mother, um, she was my everything to me. You know, you've heard me say in, in previous podcasts where, yes, my father was a mechanic. He was, um, you know, he was a worker. He was um, a service advisor and this, that, and the other. But it was my mom who taught me everything I know as far as how to be a man, how to look after your children, how to clean. God, yes, how to clean. Because in my earlier podcast, you know that I've said it was her that taught us how to clean, how to dust, how to vacuum, how to clean toilets, how to wash your dishes, how to do your own laundry, keep a clean house, mop the floors, everything. And then it was only until after all that was done that my father goes, and then after you're done with that, you need to go cut the grass, you need to go edge it, I need you to pull the weeds, I need you to such, 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 such. So your Saturdays where you were just shook on Saturdays, you were done. But when my father wasn't there, and yes, my father was there in body, but he was he worked. My mother ran the house. My mother ran the house with an iron fist. And that iron fractured that day. I fractured it. And when I came home, by this time, my mother was already in her room. And if I'm lying, I'm flying. But for 30 days, she left. Yes, my mother left. For 30 days, she left. She didn't leave the house. She didn't leave her job. She didn't leave the family. But her, she would come home. Her body would be there. But to me, she checked out. So 30 days, she would come home and I would come home. Usually I was home from work before she got home. And when she'd come home, if I was in the family room, if I wasn't in my room and I was in the family room, I'm like, hey, mom, she would just, hey. And she'd go in her room. 30 days, that's all I got. I had never experienced that ever in my life up until that point 30 days it hurt like it's nobody's business 
I didn't realize then how much an impact it would make when she left out of my life to no longer speak into my life. And that's the and that's what she left. She stopped speaking into my life for 30 days. And it hurt. It 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 it, it hurt to know that all of a sudden the one I told everything to, the one that was there for me, the one who, when I needed bike parts, took me, the one that when I crashed and my whole front rim came off when I was jumping in the air for a whole week, she was in the canyon looking for my rim with me, um, the one who took me to the hospital when I injured myself, the one who uh, wanted to meet somebody I was interested in, the one who, you know, my dad didn't do all that. It was my mom. My dad picked up when my mom said, you know what? I'm done with you. Your dad's coming home. He's going to deal with you. But it was my mom. So when she stopped speaking into my life, when she stopped saying, hey, son, you know, I don't think this is a good idea. I think what you should do is. And when she stopped speaking in my life, it hurt. She left. I mean, she literally not physically left, but she mentally left me. I learned something that day. Yes, after that 30 days or whatever that was finally ended, it was my mom who showed me how to raise my son. It was my mom who later on told me how to feed my son, how to warm up and put milk in the bottle. And then at a certain age when he was not getting enough nourishment because he was still hungry, still screaming at night, told me how to add cereal into his milk to make sure he slept through the whole night. It was my mom. It was my mom. It was my mom. But the day she left had an impact. And right now we are in this society right where you stand right now. There is a time when all of us has a she in our life. Maybe your mom has left you. Maybe your girlfriend has left you. Maybe your she is your car burned down and now you're no longer, uh, or your car is repossessed or you no longer have a car. Maybe the she is your job, your employment. It has an impact. And what I had to learn that day when the she finally came back into my life and began speaking into my life again. I also had to learn that my decisions has consequences. Once again, my decisions, the decisions I make have consequences. That's why it's very important that when you begin to make decisions, understand that there is a consequence that goes along with the decisions you make. Some decisions, I mean, seems like they don't need discussion. Some decisions seem to be quick. Some decisions seem to be very easy. They're not complicated, but decisions have consequences. And sometimes in life, there are decisions made and you are the consequence of that. Like right now, there are businesses that are shutting down. All of a sudden, they've made a decision. We're not opening again. And all of a sudden, you're the consequence because you are now out of work. You know, or you decide not to pay your note and they took your car. There's a consequence that goes along with that. 
you are the one who decided to cheat and now your girlfriend or wife has left there and that, and that marriage and that relationship is rocky there's a consequence you decide to take up poor habits and not be healthy and then certain things have come into your life that affect you there's a consequence and then sometimes we all know with cancer and some of the other things that are coming many times it's not even because of a lifestyle habit sometimes it's through the genes of others other times you're the first one to get it and it's like wow man what do I do now my she my health has left I'm here to encourage you right now that in every opportunity when she whatever your she is put a title on it put a title on your she whatever that is that has left you she'll come back that she will come back bigger better and stronger than ever but learn from the loss never take she for granted learn from it doesn't matter what that is sometimes telling your secret to somebody trying to be transparent trying to be honest will cause a she to walk away you know not everybody celebrates your honesty not everybody celebrates your transparency not everybody celebrates you when you fess up and say you know what I was wrong I made that mistake not everybody's going to celebrate you. Some people will say, like right now, some people will probably chime in and say, man, I wouldn't have told all that. TMI, man, that's just too much information for me. Well, if you continue to listen, I got more for you. I'm Sean, your host. I'm dealing with. Stay tuned.